On this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast, we're going to be talking about categories of e-commerce business models. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. Got inbound marketing strategies as you'll be Amazon. Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hello, 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 people. This is Kune Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the podcast show where you get very insightful, practical, strategic growth tips to grow your online retail business, online retail stores. If you have any single question with regards to growing your your e-commerce business, whether you're in the six-figure mark and you're trying to move into the seven figures, whether you're into seven figures trying to move aggressively to eight figures, just hook me up by email, get in touch with me via the website to xecommerce.com, or just simply hook me up on Twitter. Send me a direct message on Twitter or use the hashtag 2xecommerce to ask your questions. Conversations are dwindling now at the moment. I want more questions coming in. So yeah, just hook me up. It's a conversation. Remember, this is not exactly one way. I teach growth and marketing specific topics to get to to growing your online stores and also very strategic you know um, e-commerce business you know um, optimization tips now speaking of that on today's episode I want to delve into something I t- I'm talking about in my book so on the podcast, I'm going to be talking a lot um, or more regularly about, um, I'm putting together a book, How to Rapidly Grow an E-commerce Business. And what I'll be doing is I'll be taking sort of um, sound bites, not necessarily sound bites, but um, you'll be hearing a lot of the concepts I'm developing in the book um, on the podcast. So yeah, you guys get a first glimpse into what I'm up to in the book and you'd be most definitely the first people I would um, let know about, you know, my progress with the book. It's it's hopefully going to be a really, really in-depth, detailed, strategic guide to growing your e-commerce business in 24 months, you know, rapidly growing an e-commerce business in 24 months. That's the ethos of the book. So do stay tuned. Um, That's months away from now. I don't even have a date yet, but just getting back into today's episode, which is really categorizing e-commerce business models. Now, some people be like, hey, Kone, I'm running a business, you know, at the moment. Um, Why would I want to know how to categorize my e-commerce business model? Others would be, like, um, well, I'm excited because I, I'm just about to start. And what I would say is this topic will apply both to people who are, who have established e-commerce businesses and struggling to grow and don't know exactly why they're not growing. 
And it would also apply to people who are thinking about ambitious, starting an ambitious, you know, e-commerce. I'm not talking about drop shippers, you know, you're thinking about, you know, running a drop ship business. But it, it would, it's more or less people who are really, really ambitious. And by, by ambition, I mean, you want to hit the seven figure Mac, you want to hit the eight figure Mac, you know, and probably beyond, you know, so you want to do $10 million and plus, um, $10 million plus, you, you know, you have a time frame in mind, you're aggressive, you probably have finance into it to back you up and you want to go for it, right? And you, what you need really is strategy. You need this pillar. So understanding the e-commerce growth model is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely important to, to, to have. So, so, so basically creating a compelling value proposition requires a grounded understanding of your business model, basically. And um, just besides just building, you know, an online retail business, you need to understand the options you you have available, you know, in in terms of like your e-commerce business model, because e-commerce is not a business model. E-commerce is a channel, right? Getting traffic from Google and selling on your, in your store, you know, selling, you know, buying traffic from Google and then selling to visitors who, who get to your store is pretty much a channel, right? So you, you have a channel business and if, you know, Google accounts for 80% of your business, you have a single channel, you know, business. Now, if you're expanding to Amazon, you have a multi-channel. If you're expanding to eBay, you have a better, you know, multi-channel. You try and diversify. If you have like a third, a third, a third through three channels, then you have a very, you know, you have a somewhat balanced, you know, business. So, you know, you, you probably need to think about, um, making it um, more or less, um, you know, multi-channel with awareness and all. But let's get into the topic. So what are the five ways you can sort of categorize a business? And when I mean categorizing a business, I mean, you, you get into the category, right? You say, where do I fit? Right. You get into the next category. You say, where do I fit? Because I'll give you all the options. You get into the next category. You say, where do I fit? And then you just go through all five of them. Okay. So there are five areas you can potentially look into when you're selecting or trying to optimize your business model. The first is your product range focus. By product range focus, I mean, how many products will your business sell? You know, how, how many products is your business selling? And there's kind of three options available for you here. The first is you're selling or starting off selling a single product. Many businesses can hit, you know, um, potentially, you know, many Kickstarter-like businesses can hit, if well-executed, can hit the 1 million, even two, maybe even 3 million with one single product. Um, and then the, the next stage obviously is a suite of related products. So you find, you know, people will launch a product and then they would start to, you know, go sideways for, you know, products that kind of fit the needs of people who use that product, you know, just alternate products, you know. So do I create a single product? Am I creating a single product business at the moment? Am I creating a suite of related products or am I creating a fully cataloged, you know, product? By fully cataloged product, I mean, um, product business, I mean, more or less, you know, um, e-commerce as we used to know it, which was um, a consolidation of, you know, various options, brands, you know, um, being a curator, you know, sorts. Um, obviously there are various degrees to which you could be a creator, your curator, sorry, you could be a curator of your own products only and it'd be fully cataloged, or you have relationships with various manufacturers or various brands 
and you pretty much you know buy their products and you 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 sell to the market and you could actually blend your their offering you know so while you're merchandising other people's brands you could blend it with your own offering and your own say value products or higher quality products so you think about the supermarkets you go into a waitrose you go into sainsbury's as much as they sell heinz tomato ketchup they would have their own brand ketchup and that goes into several 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 other categories from rice through to detergent so you think about that and um you you pretty much have you need to think about the three options basically am i building out a single product am i building out a you know suite of related products am i building out a fully cataloged e-commerce product and you normally find that there's an evolution um from single to suite to um to a catalog of products so if you look at um so Jessica Alba's brand, The Honest Company, they jumped both um, suites of related products and um, single products to a catalog. You know, they, they had huge ambitions, were well-funded. And I think they started off with a few products and then they moved into, you know, fully catalog business. But normally there's that evolution. And it's, it's kind of important for you to understand where you sit. So if like you're struggling on your synchronism and the... $2 million mark and I can't seem to, or $2 million pound mark and I can't seem to move into $5 million or $10 million and you're in a single product or a suite of, you know, um, related products and you need to think about how you're going to expand further. Okay. So from, from single to, um, to, 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 to suite or even within the suite, you might want to extend that suite of products or you might just go fully cataloged. Okay. And that in many cases require finance, additional finance, but because you've proven product market fit with a single product, you know, you can easily attract investment, you know, um, depending on how much equity and how much risk you want to take to, to get in, you know, um, more to, to extend your product offering. You, you, you already have a market base, a customer base. Okay. Now the second way of categorizing an e-commerce business model is, um, are you a direct to consumer or are you a merchandiser? Um, this is very important. Um, if you recall on my last um, episode, um, I was like talking about the importance of being a direct to consumer, which is a vertically integrated e-commerce business where you're full stack, um, just due to the fact that you own your brand, you own your control, your, 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 your supply chain and the like, right? So, so that, that, that is important. However, however, um, not every business, you know, is, is full stack and not every, not every success e-commerce businesses full stack you know some e-commerce businesses um will um are master at um you know um selling other brands because um what they've done basically is they're they're curated you know you know brands in, in the sense that they're master curators so what i mean in essence is people go to these stores, these online stores, because they know they will find as many brands as they want to explore. But um, in the old days, you just slapped in, you know, several brands and you sold. However, a lot of people go to Amazon for this in several, several verticals. So you will need to specialize, which my next point is going to talk about. But um, you with from a merchandiser standpoint, you need to think about clever ways of, you know, showing your expertise, right? There's a reason why a lot of people will go to 
BH Photos, which is in New York, or Jessops, which is in the UK, to buy a camera rather than going into Walmart or going into a Tesco. The reason why they'll go to, to, to a Jessops is because there's specialist knowledge on cameras. There's You expect to get in-depth advice to guide you in your own very unique situation. You know they're the experts in that particular vertical. In the context of, you know, more modern e-commerce, you know, businesses um, that are pretty much merchandisers of other brand, the editorial first, you know, expert position in, you know, um, who position themselves as experts. So if you think about like Hockberry, which Hockberry.com, which is very much a, an e-commerce store that, um, you know, hand selects or hand picks, you know, brands that appeal to a certain kind of man, you know, an urban, I, I don't know what their persona is, but, you know, um, a modern man who lives in, you know, um, in the city and it gives you really they tell you stories behind every brand. Um, there's Gracia Shop, which curates lots of, you know, other brands, their magazine, you know, have they started off as a magazine. There's Netta Porter, where if you're looking for very high fashion, you know, items, you can find, you know, a, w- a well-selected list of high fashion items. Um, there's ASOS, who have a magazine and curate, you know, lots of other brands, high street brands, as well as their brand. There's Hypebeast, that um, started off as a um, highpiece.com. They started off as a like a sneaker head blog type website and hip hop culture websites. And now they sell exactly what they used to talk about on their website. So you could get into this several niches, but you need to go beyond just slapping stuff in a store, in a Shopify store, a Magento store, and expecting people to come. You need to demonstrate why you're the experts, right? That way you, you, you put your brand out there that you're, you're a subject matter experts and people have your brand top of mind when they're ready to buy, you know, your products. So it's, it's all about the marketing of your brand, you know, aggressively. And it's not just, um, acquiring, you know, traffic, but what I mean, like the exposure your brand gets across the, the country in which you operate, right? So so that's very, very important to, to note in terms of um, merchandisers still do exist. It's tougher, but um, you need to, to decide, you know, who am I? Am I direct to consumer brand or am I a merchandiser brand? Um, you could be a blend. You know, um, there's, there's, there's always that fine silver lining, which, you know, might actually be better than both options. Okay, the third way to categorize, you know, a, a business, you know, the business model of an e-commerce operation is the vertical and the niche focus. So obviously you're going to have to, you're not going to be a generalist such as, you know, Amazon or Walmart um, or, or Alibaba because you that way you're pretty much a platform, right? Um, so you need to think about how you select a vertical and then how you niche down. And it's very important that um, when you sort of dominate that niche, you could then expand further to another niche within that vertical. So I'll give you an example. One is boohoo.com. Boohoo.com have a very clear demographic. Their demographic is 16 to 24 year old females and they give them fast fashion, right? Some people might say that demographic isn't, you know, um, clear enough, isn't, you know, specific enough, which, you know, in which, yeah, probably. So the reason why Boohoo is going to this demographic is because they have the agility 
you know, from product standpoint, from a product manufacturing standpoint, from a design standpoint to, to deliver to this demographic. Um, if you don't have the agility, you know, from a supply chain standpoint, you, you need to think about niching further down. You know, you need to think about niching further down. And that's what um, Urban Outfitters do. Urban Outfitters um, cater for a similar demographic such as this. So it's female 18 to 28. So it's slightly wider, but they're more focused on a niche, which is bohemian and hipster, a hipster look. So, you know, that's a certain category. It's easier to sell. It's easier for you to define your identity the further you niche down. And, you know, it, it's, it's important you get not just the vertical, but your niche right? And remember, you know, you can always move sideways. You, you can always go to that niche and then, you know, further expand and expand and expand. Okay. Right. Fourth way you could, you know, sort of, um, ident- you could sort of categorize a, a company is the price and the value perception. Okay. Price and value perception. It's so important. You know, how do you differentiate yourself from a value and a price perception? Well, one of the options, there are about three options you have. They can actually be more. Um, if you want to go really geeky on this, you could be a discounter. I would not advise you being a discounter, but you know, some brands, you know, come across as dis, you know, discounters. They do well, but you know, there will be good times and bad times. Um, because the worst thing you want to engage in is a prize war. But you need to define, you know, whether you're a mass market brand or you're a luxury brand. And if you're a mass market brand, are you going to be perceived, you know, as a discounter? You know, so that will and and these cues are what you feed into your user experience, you know, designer and um, how you feed into the way your brand is perceived. It, it is very, very important that you you really want to get not just your pricing right, you, you want to think about the value perception from, you know, your, your, your customers. You know, how do your customers perceive you? Do they perceive you as um, a place where things are expensive, but high quality? So, you know, a lot of people perceive, well, they relate high quality, right, to, 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 to a high price, okay? So if you are focused on a high price, how are you going to drive that quality, you know, to, to accept or to, to validate your, 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 to, to give you a reason to, 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 to justify basically your, your high price. Um, so you need to think about that and you need to think about whether you're, you're mass market. If you're mass market, you'd be most likely competing in price, but you then need to amp the, the value, you know, from, from that perspective. So you need to really think about that. The final bit or final way you could um, categorize an e-commerce business is the product replenishability. As I said, I made up the word replenishability. I don't care. It will make it to the Oxford Dictionary. Um, But product replenishability pretty much means the, the cycles, you know, the buying cycles. How often, you know, do the products you sell need to be replenished you know how how often how how replenishable are they and you need to to understand if they're not replenishable say um you you sell carpets or you sell you know furniture right um there's a window so furniture is it's give or take you know people will furnish their house over time so you, you probably need to expand but let's say you're, you're only selling beds you know and if you're sell, selling only beds 
there's a replenishability issue. I buy a bed for myself. I maybe expand my family. I buy a bed for my kids. There, there is, you know, arguably, the, the fact is the period in which I come back to your store to buy a bed um, will be huge gaps, will be years rather than months as compared to if you're selling coffee, where it'd be months because the, the replenishability, you know, is is in there. So that's it really. So just to recap, the five ways you could sort of select or categorize your, your e-commerce business model, e-commerce business is the product focus, which I said single suite or, you know, fully cataloged um, uh, scenario direct-to-consumer versus merchandiser, the vertical and the niche in which you, you operate, the price and the value perception, and also the product replenishability. By the time you blend all of these together, you get your value proposition, okay? And that value proposition is what all of your marketing will drive. That's a message all of your marketing will drive. So the next show or in a subsequent show, I will be talking about how to put together your value proposition. Okay. So until the next show, everybody do have a fantastic one. It's Kunle here signing out from the 2X e-commerce podcast show. Bye-bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.